You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 144 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-hosts Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. I'm hurting today. We have to talk about it. I need more passion in your voice. <laughs> Balls. That's three strikes in two days. How do I have passion after a heartbreaking loss? Well, they lost by three. They lost. But it was a good game. It was. It was a shitty ending to it. But it was a good game overall. It sucks. I know. I, I just, I, I expected to have a totally different tone when I came on here because I was talking a lot of shit. Mm, we both were. But, well, I was all year. Yeah. Heavily. I'm starting, uh, to, I'm starting to feel like I really jinxed them. I told you put the kiss of death on them. I knew it. Well, and then I solidified it when I drove to the city. That was the oh, final nail on the coffin. You drove all the way. But I, I texted you. They, the Eagles are. It was halftime. The Eagles were out twenty-four to fourteen. You and Kevin. I texted. I texted Pauls. I'm like, yo, you coming to Philly? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm like, oh shit, he's really coming. So then he he comes here. And all of a sudden, the momentum just completely switched, and I, that was deflating, man. But when they came back, I thought that's when we were gonna like fight back and kind of take the game didn't happen that way yeah i know um all right let's just get into it and get to get the pain out of the way what do you think was the biggest reason for the loss because i know it's i know it's easy to point to the holding call or lack thereof but what do you is there a moment in the game because i have one specific moment where i feel like the energy shifted the momentum shifted into the chief's favor um obviously with jalen hurts's fumble and that was the moment where i was like shit that was the moment right there yeah, because at that point, at worst case, you go into the half 27-7. Or you better yet, you go in 31-7, which yeah. I would opt to say 31 because of how we were rolling. Yeah, but you went up by 10 points at the half. If you told me the Eagles were going to be up by 10 at the half, you wouldn't be happy with that? No. That's I said crazy. at the time on Sunday. That's insane. Because you can't do that with Mahomes. He's too good. 10 points. You're up 10 points at the half. You're yeah. not down. You're, you're not, up not comfortable. Points. Yeah, but you hope you have another second half. I understand there's a there's a factor of him, come, you know, of him, his ability to come back. I get that. But the Eagles had a good ass team all year, so like to be up ten points a half, I would have felt really comfortable with that. Personally. Yeah, I mean, look, I was I, I did think they were going to win. Let me say that because otherwise, I want to drive to the city. Right. I thought the Eagles were going to win. I was excited as hell. I got in trouble by my wife. 
I was ready to go though. It was worth it. And then I drove home, walked five blocks in the pouring rain, and that's passion right there. It was like a sad, it was a sad drive I like home. I like that. Um, but I just feel like I just I knew like there was just something about it because Mahomes and the offense never got going, and I'm like, okay, this is what I expected, but I never expected the Eagles like their strongest point, which is the defensive line, just got totally negated. <clears throat> yeah, but. Did you see the field conditions? Yeah, that's a whole different subject. I, I don't. Know, I know that they played ice hockey. I know it's it's it goes both ways. It, it's for the offensive line. You go both ways and defensive line, but it also it negates our best asset on defense, which is our defensive line. It complete. They weren't able to play fast, and when yeah. you can't play fast and you can't get after the quarterback, he's going to have all day long and he's going to pick you apart. And that's exactly what he did in the second half. The 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 Chiefs had a really good game plan coming into the half and uh you know they executed then like that's what are you going to say about that bro you know what i mean they get the eagles got out coached in the second half maybe as due to the lack of the, you know due to like due to the lack of experience or just due to they got comfortable i don't know but i mean it could have been comfortable it, i mean it was just to me it was more of a coaching mismatch i mean andy reed just put on a clinic in the second half there was no i mean well, they on did. both of their they touchdowns on every and they're on every drive and mahomes only had one incompletion and it was a throwaway but the two touchdowns that they scored to tony and sky Moore, they were wide open now they were saying on the i forget where it was maybe twitter or like espn or something that i was watching and they were saying that doug peterson could have tipped them off that like when they run the the option or the screen that they bite too much or over pursue. And then that's when Andy Reid was having the kick out guy go. I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly looked like that. Um, but for like, I just, you're talking about when the Eagles played Jacksonville. Yeah. Like Doug Peterson, apparently they were saying like, could have told Andy Reid, like these are things to look at with the Eagles. Cause they were showing, cause they were showing plays where, where Doug Peterson and them had success against the Eagles in that game. And they played Jacksonville. Yeah. Even though the Eagles came back and won, but like when you look at it, it just sucks because the Eagles played great. Their defense didn't show up in the second half, but their offense was there the whole game. Yep. It just, it really is unfortunate for Mahomes, um, for Hertz because that fumble, it was just, it was a fluke. It was just it a, was fluke. a fluke. That's all it, it was. was like, but I, I'm not going to put it all on the fumble. I'm not going to even blame the fumble because my my thing is you already – so it was 14-14. The Eagles responded with 10 straight points right after that going into the half. So I'm not going to say that was the turning point. I think the turning point was when the Chiefs uh, scored right down the field you know, at the half, and then that kind of made 24-21. But if they did and that – the Eagles went three and out. But listen, if and I get that, but my point is, is that when it's 20, what was it? 21, well, it was 14, seven and they were driving or whatever it was. That fumble made it 14, 14. So if they would have scored there is what I'm saying. And then you're looking at 21 to seven. When, or you're looking at 21, seven, 17, seven, or then if they come out in the first in the second half and score and you're up by 21 but who's to say that you know the chiefs wouldn't respond and then the half wouldn't be 21 to 14. it could have been it could have been but the eagles defense was playing well because did we shut them down in the first half right they had 14 points in the first half and seven of them were for offense i get that but to be up 24 to 14 and respond with 10 straight points right after that mistake is amazing so 
I'm not going to say the fumble. The reason why the fumble even started is because the Eagles offensive line went off sides on the third and one when the Eagles were going to just going to do the quarterback sneak. That's completely unguardable. You can't, you you can't stop it. That, that, That play is unstoppable. And so that's that play set up the third and six. And that that's when he fumbled. That's why that play actually happened. And it it shouldn't have. Can we also point to my brother just pointed this out too. I'm glad he mentioned it. The the Kez Watkins drop. Yep. I mean, bro, you're a professional wide receiver. You need to catch that. That was a great throw to beat the chiefs. Remember that one time you you have to make those plays. plays. Remember, I think it was uh, who, who dropped that ball in the Jags game. And that's when I was like, you got to. Oh, those it plays. was uh, what's this? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. And we you said we actually we we were. I texted uh, you. I said yeah. you, you got to make those plays to beat the Chiefs. And yep. that's exactly what happened. And yeah. the Eagles would have cashed in. That would have been that would have been huge. Yep. It would have been a complete- at that point. I would have actually been like, oh my god, we're really gonna win yeah. the Super Bowl. Now I did get that feeling. It was early as hell, but when he threw that bomb to AJ Brown and he caught it. This shit was nice. What's up? No, I was saying that shit was nice. Oh, uh, I'm like, Big oh fact. my god. Yeah, that was nice as shit. Like when he, I'm like, are they really going to do this? Like that was in my head. I'm like, holy shit, we're really going to win the Super Bowl. Like we're really here. I mean, it was just, it really sucks. And then like with the holding call, like I get it, he tugged on him, but it looked like a throwaway. It's tic tacky. Yeah, like and the 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 flag came from the end zone. It didn't come from the judge staring directly at Juju. It came from behind. It was a bullshit call. I mean, like it, it, I get it. It was a foul. And I know I hear people saying, you know, if it's a foul, it's a foul. What do you like? There's no in the moment kind of thing. You're calling the game as you see it. And I get that. But the magnitude of the game, you basically ended the game right there. Cool conspiracy theory. Carl Sheffer's crew, the ref, the head ref, his crew hasn't called that call in 576 snaps. That's really weird. That wasn't called 576 straight snaps. Well, there's a lot of moments in the game where they've, they missed calls that were completely blatant. Yeah. Well, they were letting them play. Right. And then when you see that, here's the thing. It ended the game and it ended the chance at like a climatic ending, like an overtime or if they go for two for something. the win or something yeah. like that. Jalen Hurts in that big moment. I mean, he played amazing. The, the be- Jalen Hurts' best throw of the day for me is still the one that Dallas got her. If they went for two, that would have been nuts. It would have been amazing, that but we'll never know. I know we'll never but know. But the throw to Dallas Goddard on the sideline where he caught it on his helmet. That oh. was the throw where I'm like, oh, my God. Because that throw was perfect. Dude, the catch by Goddard, though. I know. I was worried like, they yo, weren't going to call He was catch. balling, Goddard. Yeah. He did, he did his thing out there. Absolutely. Like, for real. He he made some hard catches. Like, for real. Like, he... he, he Devontae Smith, too, he on that sideline one that they over, overturned. I, I, the Eagles lost this game because their inability to run the football. Yeah, can we talk about that real that, fast? Because that's that's really what it was. Can I? Can you explain to me what happened when to Miles you, Sanders? When you score quickly like that, you're you're, you're not doing anything. But you're, I mean, you're, you're putting points on the board, and I get that. But you're also you're also not giving your defense a breather too. But so that's why you got to run the football. You got to kill the clock. You got to shorten the game. When you play at Patrick Mahomes, you always got to shorten the game. You want to have uh, 10, 12 play drives. You know, chewing up eight to to 10 minutes well we did we had the time of possession by i think 12 minutes i think he only had the ball for 24 minutes right but consistently though yeah you know what i mean like you're grinding the clock you're running it down their throat you're doing everything and now you're more balanced well not for nothing i i had i bet uh miles sanders over 62 and a half yards i i have no idea what happened to him how do you play like that against the giants and um who they play in the second round the 49ers and in the, in the NFC Championship game. And then you come out in the Super Bowl and you stink. 
I mean, he was the third best running back on the, the fourth best because Isaiah Pacheco was better, Boston Scott was better, and so was Gamewell. Well, he got hurt. Who? Sanders. I mean. He did. What was his hand? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. It was kind of like, it was weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. But maybe his head or something. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's just like, it just sucks, man, because the game was there for the taking. And it's, I mean, you know, dude, it was so hard. It's so hard to get to that moment. Yep. And it's like, will they get back? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of promise. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And the Eagles, like I was reading today, it's their $8 million over the cap. I mean, they're $8 million under the cap if Kelsey returned with his cap hit of $11.5 million. So if they restructure Jake Elliott, Darius Slay, mm-hmm. and Lane Johnson, yep. they'll have $33 million in cap space. Or or I'm sorry, they'll create $25 million in cap space and have a total of 33. So they could still get free agents and keep the team together. Mm-hmm. You know, Bradbury, you know, you said like he doesn't want to play for cheap and stuff, but I would love to have Bradbury back. Uh yeah, may I probably would. How but could you at, not? at the price, what I mean, what are you willing to pay? Because you got to pay CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, well, he's. I think he's coming back. He's priority for, number for one. Sure. Yeah. Yo, opinion. he smacked. He Isaiah got fined Pajano. by that. Did he really? Yep. He got fined for that. By the way, he laid the wood on him. That's that's uh, that's a weird fine. Why is that a fine? Because he with his head. But he's a head hunter. He, he hits hard. His head. He hit him with his shoulder. He hit him right in the gut. That's that's what you're supposed I to do. I thought he hit him in his head, to be honest. No, nah, he didn't hit him in his head. His body shook. Oh, I thought he hit him in his head because I was actually surprised when it happened that they didn't call it. Right. Because it was such a hard hit. And then you saw him talking shit to Juju on Twitter saying that he wanted to do that to him. And then 10 got it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so going back to the time possession and everything, and I understand the Eagles dominated, but if you got you got to understand too, when the Eagles scored, their first touchdown, they only took off four minutes and 51 seconds. Their second touchdown, it took off two minutes and 32 seconds. Third one was a good drive. They had 15 plays for and for 71 yards, took off seven minutes and 19. Those are the drives that are monumental. And that was uh, the second to the last drive before the half. That was a huge drive. That was amazing. Because in the because then Kansas City punted, and then we went down and got a field goal for the last yep. minute 22 remaining, which was huge. So the Eagles are up 24-14 at the half. Perfect. Then the Chiefs go down and they score five minutes and 30 seconds. Then we we took off seven minutes and 45 seconds, but we only got a field goal when it was 21 to 27. That's when you're like, oh shit, we only got a field goal. We took off all this time. We only got a field goal. And you know Kansas City's starting to really turn the, you know, turn the quarter. Then the next drive, Kansas City scores a touchdown to make it 28-27. They only took up four minutes and 40 seconds. But then the Eagles punted. Casey goes down and scores again. And now you're looking at you're, now we're playing catch up. But if you shorten the game and you you limit the time of possession for them and the opportunity. Yeah, you run the ball because the, if the, the Eagles are scoring in four minutes, if you want to beat a Patrick Mahomes and, and a Tom Brady and a Peyton Manning, you got to keep them off the field as much as you can. I know they're scoring at they're, they're scoring quickly, but the Eagles defense was playing really well in the first half. You know what I mean? So it was like we could we could have dominated off. I mean, the Eagles were dominating the first half. Period. Outside that fumble, Kansas City didn't do shit against the Eagles. The second half, the bottom line was the Eagles got no pressure. They had zero sacks in the game. They couldn't run the football. And, I mean, look, if you want to blame the holding penalty, I got it. Cool. But 
I, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. It, it is what it is. It just, it's, I wouldn't have called that. I think it's bullshit that they called it, but yeah, that, I, I, but I, I see it's tough to live. With. I see the other side of saying, well, a foul is a foul. I, I got it. I got, I got it. But it's just, it's like, it it's, wasn't egregious enough. But it's like, it. it's like, I'm going 20, 28 miles an hour and a 25 and you're going to pull me over. That's, that's how I, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. Personally, yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way, and like I said, it just it's it, it sucks and it's unfortunate because like I said, it's hard to get back there, and they were healthy. Eagles were, yeah, they're fully healthy. Well, so were the Chiefs. No, they didn't have McCall Hartman. Well, whatever. I mean, he's the number two. Fine. So it's Fine. you know it's it's something. I mean, obviously, it's a lot different if the Eagles are missing Devontae Smith as opposed as opposed. He to balled out too, man. I know he balled out. He's the Eagles, awesome. the Eagles completely balled out. Their offense was amazing. The most they had the most points ever by a Super Bowl losing team. Their offense was, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he silenced every single critic out there. And and you know what? This is the exact game that I was waiting for. Remember when the Eagles were blowing everybody out and he he didn't have to do much in the playoffs? I was waiting for that Jalen Hurts game, that monumental game. Yeah, he lost, but this was his first Super Bowl. This is his first full year starting. And he took us to the Super Bowl <laughs> and lost by three. That's a respectable. Loss, anyway, right? he—I mean, he legitimately he went toe to toe, best quarterback in the league. And I mean, he outplayed him in the biggest stage. And he outplayed him. Absolutely, you're correct. Yeah, because here's the thing. And for all my people that say, like, you know, when people say, "Oh, quarterback wins aren't a stat," okay, then why did Patrick Mahomes outplay Jalen Hurts? He didn't. He only outplayed him because he got the win. Yeah, that's the only thing you could say because Jalen Hurts played better. And not for nothing, Travis Kelsey said it himself. Travis Kelsey said he arguably, even with the loss, could have been, been the MVP. MVP. Yep. So I, I I just, he threw for 300 yards, rushed for three touchdowns, threw another one. He had that one, that one fumble is the only blemish of the game. And it was huge. It was. And like, it really sucks for him because like, he didn't deserve that. But yeah, but you, you you can't give KC seven points. You can't no, you give can't them do it. seven points. You they will bury you. What did he do? Mahomes only had what? 182 yards? 182 yards. He had 93 yards in the second half. He was 13 to 14, 93 yards in the second half. I mean, so he had what 90 something, 90 yards or 87 yards, or whatever, in the first half. That's I'm telling yeah. that, that's crazy. It, it was crazy. The Eagles were we, they were dominating this game. The entire I mean that I, first half was exactly what I thought. Exactly. I thought we would they wouldn't Correct. be because I said and we actually said minus, it on Sunday. Minus the the lack of pressure. Yeah. But I said to I think it might have said it to when we were with Tom on Sunday, and I said if if it if there's gonna be a blowout. The Eagles are going to blow them out. Yeah, I, I mean, it was right there for the taking. It really was. The it Eagles, was right the Eagles there. really dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, like that's going to sting for a while. But somebody with like somebody with Jay, somebody like Jalen Hurts, I truly believe that like he'll come back better because I I he's going to get in the too. lab. He's going to work, and I think the, all his guys are going to rally around him. And the Eagles said the right things, even even uh, after losing. They they said took the know, high road. They, yeah, they took the high road. They took it on the chin. Pulse. And they, yeah, man. I mean, like, yo, hats off to the Eagles, dude. That's a mature football team. Honestly, they had that locker room is controlled. You know what I feel like? That I feel like what can't be understated, the leadership of Nick Sirianni. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Correct. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. That whole team is together. Like, I, and I I think like the, uh, Lane Johnson's not retiring. I don't think Kelsey's retiring either. I don't think. So. How do you retire right now with with Hurts? He's a top five quarterback in the league. You can't. And it's inarguable that he's the best quarterback in the NFC. It's and not even a question. It's crazy because the Eagles are are the better team now. They are. They just didn't have the better quarterback and head coach that day. And which I said that yeah. when I pick playoff games, that's what I look at: quarterback and head coach, the two most important things. And just to beat Mahomes, you have to capitalize on opportunities. 
when he makes if he makes a mistake, you have to score touchdowns and you need to do little things. You need to make that that extra catch, gain that extra yard. The Eagles never got that turnover. That turnover yeah. that that changed the entire momentum of the game. The That's Eagles what game they won. were lacking. Yeah. If they got that one turnover, the Eagles are winning this football game. Period. End of story. I agree. Because the whole momentum would have would would have switched. And the Eagles offense, they were moving the football like I said they would. It was I thought easy. they would exactly. It really was easy. It really was. They I mean, were mowing and, them down. And the Eagles were converting on third down, which was which was huge. I mean, they're, they're converting on third and third and uh, fourteen. Remember that pass to Goddard? I mean, that was amazing. And then Jalen Hurts rolled out and threw it, you know, threw across his body to uh, what was it Watkins? Yeah, on the corner or mm-hmm. uh, Pascal. It was one yeah, of Zach Pascal. It was a three. beautiful, it was a beautiful play, a beautiful throw, like great awareness in the pocket to the ability to roll out and and keep his eyes downfield and deliver the football. Right, it was it was just the amazing pass. Play. He, I'm telling you, like the pass when he made that pass to Goddard. I was actually in the second half because we were together. Yep. And I, that was when I was like, okay, like Jalen Hurts really can like his legs are just an added bonus. But he can really deliver throwing the football. He could throw the ball. Absolutely can. Yeah, he's yeah. really good at that. And I know I like we said this before when we were talking about Lamar Jackson and things like that. He's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Easy. And it's crazy to think that because I think Lamar Jackson. It's un- not crazy to think that. It's well, actually it's a, it's a. I'm saying personally because I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than people give him credit for. But I'm just saying, like in the moment, the the amount of growth that Jalen Hurts had in one year is just it's like immeasurable. Because I don't think he was making that throw last year, or the and especially his first year. I know. Congrats to your, congrats to your Chiefs, John Clifford. Congrats. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Congrats, man. I forgot you were Chiefs. Congrats. Fan. Yeah, that was uh, we're hurting over here, but congrats. I'm down bad over here. I hope you uh, enjoyed the parade today. Monday was terrible. Monday. Monday was awful. Like that was really a shitty morning. Because it's like, damn, you know, we how the fuck did they lose? I, I can't I honestly can't I can't I can't I, I, I can't still, believe yeah, it. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the Eagles lost. I, no. I, I it's just it was one of those things I'm just like, how did that happen? We had the game in our hands. I know. What do you think is their outlook for next year? Because for me, I think the future is like really bright. Like you see how Jerry Jones was saying, like, we went all in this year, we're gonna have trouble in the future. Like, I don't see that. We still have two first round picks and a top ten pick. Well, do you know who our free agents are? Like eleven people or nine people. CJ, GJ. Bradbury, uh, Miles Sanders. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Who are you keeping? Are you keeping any of them? I'm keeping CJ. I'm keeping Bradbury. I'm letting Miles walk because I think Gainwell's better. Um, and I think Boston Scott's fine as a two. I mean, I've been campaigning. I've been on the record. You you too saying we would take Boston Scott over Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's where I am. I know there's a bunch more. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Okay. So, Fletcher Cox. I think he retires. But if he comes back, I would take him on a one-year deal. Uh, Brandon Graham. I would sign him. Hargrave. Hargrave's leaving. Kelsey. Kelsey's coming back. Bradbury. Keep him. Uh, let's see. Kaiser White. He actually had a pretty yeah. solid year with us. He wasn't bad. I think he goes. I think he goes though. T.J. Edwards. I, I think he's good. I, I like T.J. Edwards. Sue and Joseph. They're probably out. Sue's out. Joseph's out. Uh, Boston Scott. I think he's going to have a, a, a decent market. Yeah. Actually, Actually. I forgot that uh, Boston Scott was a free agent. I really forgot until you said that. And they're not going to franchise tag him. So you figure Sanders, Gardner Johnson, Tyree Jackson, and Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps can hit the high road. Yeah. He's, he's out. I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm, on Marcus Epps. Yeah. 
Um, no, I would. I think they're going to bring back the majority of them because I think it's a testament to Sirianna's leadership. I think they all love Jalen Hurts, and we can afford to pay them. Because you got to remember, you have Hassan Reddick on a bargain. Like a lot of players you have on a bargain. Now it's going to matter what Jalen Hurts does. Like I think Jalen Hurts is going to take the Mahomes route. I think he's going to sign, you know, eight years and does, space the money out. Does Brandon Graham command big money along with Kelsey? Like, w- like what's their market? Do you? I think, think Brandon they, Graham has a, a bigger market. Like Kelsey deserves to be the highest paid center. Yeah. Or at least top three. Yeah. I think he's 11 point. He makes 11.5 Who? this year. Kelsey next year. He made nine million. Yeah, and next year it's year. eleven and a half, so it goes up. Well, he's an unrestricted free agent. No, I, he is no Jason Kelsey. No, he's not. He's not. I didn't think Jason Kelsey was. That's what it says here. Oh, I didn't think he was. To be honest, I don't know. That's what it says yeah, here. That's weird. I didn't know that. I thought that he was that if he signed back, that he was an eleven and a half uh, million dollar cap hit. Oh, maybe it's an option. Yeah, he probably think he has an option. Oh, I think it was. I think it was a player option because of the retirement thing. So that would make sense. But I would try and keep the majority of the band together. Well, yeah, you know Kelsey's not leaving. That's not happening. Yeah, he's either retiring or he's playing. So, but on defense, who, and running back, what do you do? Like, I definitely, Gainwell is your- my one moving forward. I would let Howie sign somebody. I don't know if Gainwell is a one. Would you bring back Sanders? I would look into Josh Jacobs. No, no way. Why? Explain. Too much money. The well, Eagles' scheme is good enough with Jalen Hurts, where you don't need a you don't need a high profile high profile running back that's going to cost you probably fifteen to twenty million. You think so? You think he's getting fifteen twenty million? Absolutely. I, I don't think that. I think he's getting the fifteen million range. No shot. I'm telling you. I think he just led the league in rushing. So what? I think a, he's team, getting paid. A, a team has to be willing to pay that. Though. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to pay. I think he's going to get about 11, 12 million. I would be shocked. I would take him for 11 million. Absolutely, I would take Josh Jacobs for 11 million. I think so. But Because I like Josh Jacobs. I'm just saying, I think he's going into the 15 range. 20 was too high. I shouldn't have said that. But fi- I think he's in the 15 million range. Absolutely. I don't know. Bro, he was in a contract year and was the leading and and was the, uh, what's we call it? Just because, the that, yeah, but just because that's the market value. Of, well, or oh, we draft Bijan Robinson. Ryan Shute well, said my, that. My thing is, Derrick Henry makes about 14, 14 million. Yeah. So if well, he also runs the ball seventy five times a game, so he so, earns that money. Yeah. No, he deserves to get twenty million based yeah. on your scale because if if Josh Jacobs is supposed to get fifteen to twenty. King Henry should get the max. Well, I believe, I mean, not for nothing at 20 million for Derrick Henry in, in, uh, but I in get Tennessee. It. I got it. The market, you know, the market changes every single year. The, you know, the cap, the cap goes up, everything. I, I, I get it. I get the logistics of it. Yeah. But my thing is, I, I, I just, um, a team has to be willing to pay that. And I don't know if a team, if there's teams out there that are necessarily running back hungry outside of the Buffalo Bills, the Eagles. And I don't think the Bills have enough space to even make no. a splash like that. So The Bills are in hell. So my thing is there's got to be a team that has to be willing to do it. I mean, if you look at the team like the Texans, they have a running back. They're not going to break the bank for another one. So I'm looking at the lower tier teams that don't have that, that have a lot of cap space. What about the Raiders? Maybe. What if he signs back with the Raiders Maybe. for $15 million? Maybe the Bears. Yeah, the Bears are good too. Well, now the Bears are talking about 
they the a couple GMs think Justin Fields is going to be available based on their conversations at the scout combine. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, it's a different argument for it. I'm not against it. Like it's, I understand having the conversation, but I think that's a, I don't get it because I don't think I don't think Stroud or the other guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. What's his I, name? I like the smoke of it though. It's interesting because. I feel like it gives the Bears a little bit of flexibility because if if you got teams calling for Justin Fields, then you know his worth. Then you gonna be then you then you can go and scout a quarterback in the draft that you might really like. And if you want to pull that trigger, you know you have a deal lined up and you can kind of formulate your team moving forward. The Bears are at the bottom of the barrel right now, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, is it fair for Justin Fields? No. No, it's not. It's not fair for anybody that goes. No, it sucks. But, but the NFL is such a business. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. They, they did just, it to they, Josh they, Rosen. They just don't care. They drafted. Jo- they moved up to draft Josh. Ro- the Cardinals moved up to draft Josh Rosen at number eleven with Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes got fired because Josh Rosen was horrible, mm-hmm. and then they traded Josh Rosen to Miami or something like that or Minnesota and. They hired, fired Steve Wilkes after one year, hired Cliff Kingsbury, and drafted Kyler Murray one overall. That's what I mean. Like, they don't care about your feelings. So, yeah, like, no, I, not I, at all. If the Bears were to move on, they wouldn't surprise me. It, it really wouldn't no, surprise me. No, it wouldn't. I, I here's, It's hard. It, it, that's, a, that's a tough situation for the Bears because they need picks and they need more players. Because Justin get Fields. Picks and they already have the, hot, the fucking top draft pick. Because Justin well, Fields is going to die. Behind that offensive line, the, oh, well, any quarterback that's not mobile will. Because they that got the number one overall choices. pick. They had they, they had the number one overall pick. If they trade Justin Fields, they can get multiple first rounders, multiple picks. They can go out. They can go get wide receivers from those picks or b- beef up the offensive line. They'll have plethora of first round picks dedicated to the offensive what line. What do you think Fields would go for in a trade? Do you think they get a first for him? Oh, oh my God! At first, they would probably get like two two first. You think absolutely they would yeah he's young he, he he's proved that he, he can be successful in the right system yeah a team is going to be willing to play for that because not many talents of his that he possesses are available so if a team that needs I wonder a quarterback, what te- i wonder what team could do it uh man maybe, that's a good question maybe if the ravens maybe trade, atlanta maybe if the ravens trade lamar to atlanta and the ravens need a quarterback because oh. he's still on their rookie deal atlanta Atlanta could do it. Atlanta, but I think Atlanta is going is, is going to get Lamar Jackson. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they trade him for Lamar, then couldn't the Ravens jump in and take Justin? The Fields? Ravens could. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. He's still on his rookie deal. That's smart. And Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson I didn't are. Think about that. They're comparable. But then again, I think the the Ravens would be taking a major step back. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I'm just saying. I'm just I, looking at and, and and I don't know how that would fare well with the Ravens organization as a whole. Players. And internally. Well, well, think about it. If you if you do trade Lamar, at least with Fields, you're getting somebody that you know has talent. It's I, not like you're going to like Mike Glennon. I, I get it. I get it. But you're trading Lamar Jackson, who is a monster, former MVP, a former MVP in his league, for somebody who's really who's really unproven. Yeah, he's still unproven. Like he hasn't proven shit. Like he <laughs> he 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 only proved to me that he has the ability to escape the pocket. Make big yards, score touchdowns. I get that. And run. Yeah, but he hasn't shown the ability to to deliver the football. But that's just due to his, to his situation. It's, I was gonna say Bay offensive line, no wide receivers. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's like I, we have. He, it's still unknown that he can do that. 
Yeah, and it, it and it's like it's tough because it is circumstantial, and it's like that's why I was freaking out when they traded the second round pick for Claypool because I'm like, <clears throat> he's not a difference maker. Claypool's a three. He's not a two or a one. He's damn sure not a one. What do you think the Bears can get for, for for Fields? I would say maybe a first and a second. Maybe. I, I don't think that when you when you evaluate Justin Fields, I look at Justin Fields and I'm like, okay, he can run, he can escape pressure, he can escape the pocket, and he can make he can make those electric plays on his legs, like Lamar and Vic and Hertz and all those guys. But my point is, is that there were throws to win games and throws that you need to make when you're a top, one of those top guys that he was missing, like routine ass throws. And that's where I think they'll have issues because it's like, okay, yes, the, the running was great. And I know the line is bad and he doesn't have good wide receivers, but there were times where the line held up, the wide receivers were in, I mean, the wide receivers were in position and he was overthrowing them out of the end, like out of the end zone. It yeah. wasn't even like they were close. And I know, look, it's better to overthrow. I than know under exactly what what play you're referring to. He overthrew Cole Komet and Cole Komet, and it was to right win the game, the, the right side of the end, yeah. end zone. And yeah. that's where I look at because I'm like, if I was a talent evaluator or I'm a film guy, I look at him and I'm like, okay, talent is there. Yep, seems like a nice guy. Seems like he works hard. Skips dinner with his family because he wants to study his playbook. <laughs> I'll never get over that. But when when you look at what it takes to be a quarterback, it's like, all right, those throws. Those throw there are throws there that you need to make, and everybody does miss them, but they're just certain ones that you can't. And he was missing again by five and six yards. It wasn't like he was just a little bit short or a little bit out of reach. You think he's a franchise quarterback? Justin Fields? Yeah. I have doubts, but I can't fairly judge him because the situation, the offensive line's the worst in the league, and the wide receiver core is horrible. Do you know how many times he got sacked this year? 7,000? 55 times. He's been sacked 91 times in his entire career. In set in 27 games, he's been sacked 91 times. Now, look. That's about that's four games. That's four games. Now, look. There's somebody comparable to him. Joe Burrow. Getting sacked at a high rate. But the difference is, is that Joe Burrow is that guy. Because Joe, Burrow's well, all, Joe Burrow is his arm. Well, he's got... He also has T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Yeah. And, well, I'm just saying that, but when you're getting beat up like that, I'm just saying Joe Burrow can deliver the football. Yeah, but it also helps to have weapons around you that can that can actually get open. So when of course, when, of course, so I'm not when I'm not all saying hell that. breaks loose, you could you're able to to deliver the football. But here's the problem: yeah, you're going to take a hit, but you're also going to get the first down. Here's the problem with Fields: Fields is never going to be that guy. Fields is never going to be the one in the pocket and knows he's going to get leveled and wait for his second or third read and deliver the ball. Fields is breaking the pocket and running because that's what Fields is that's what his that's what his abilities are. That's just what that's just what he is. I wonder what they I do you think they're actually going to trade him? If they get an if they get an offer of a first and a second round pick or like you said where you get two first round picks? Yeah. Absolutely. They need an offensive line, they need wide receivers. Why not? Why not? Do you think that the so so like my thing is this? If you could trade the Colts and just go back this five or six, I think they are. You're going to still be able to get one of those quarterbacks, and you could rebuild your entire line and pick up three or four draft picks. Absolutely. Do you think the Bears fear injury with Fields? Because I say that because it's like okay, the Bears know who they are. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have any wide receivers. Now, if they can't if they can't address that, now you're going to have the same situation, and Fields is going to be getting sacked another 50 times and now all right what do we do now you know what i mean yeah so 
by them trading fields and to gain draft picks, you're now completely imploding the entire team. But I mean, they only won four games. Here, here's the positive outlook if you do that. You'll draft a quarterback, completely fresh, number one overall pick. You'll have multiple picks to get uh, offensive line. I think I believe the Bears have the second or the, or the most uh, cap space and free agency. There you go. You know who could be? That you, would be interesting. You know who's a team that could trade for him? Just thought of the Colts. Why not? I don't see a fit there. I do. They just got stained, uh, Steichen. You think he works with running quarterbacks? Mm. Mm. The Colts could do it because if they offered the sixth pick, I think I think they would. The Bears would take it. I think the Bears would take the sixth overall pick for him and maybe a second or a third. And I, if the Colts do that, the Colts now have a running quarterback wow. that fits Stain, Shane Steichen's scheme. You have Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, he's pausing right now. Why not? I like that. I really like that. That's actually who says really, no. Really Think genius. about that. If you're the GM of the Bears, who says no? We'll give you the sixth pick and our third rounder. Who says no? I mean, yeah, because at that point they already have the number one overall. They're just they're just at that point the pick. Bears just add two picks. Now they have two inside the top ten. You can get a quarterback at one or six, even if you're not sold on Stroud. You can get it at one or six. There you go. Yeah, I, that's where it's like okay. I think he's being his name's being fished out there because it gives the Bears time to really evaluate everything because they have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I I'm not so sure it's gonna happen, but it to me it's it's interesting. It is interesting, and I don't hate it. I I think it's a little bit premature to get rid of the quarterback when you haven't given him anything. And I think you it's said unfair. that you said it. You said you didn't think Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback next year. I didn't think that. I, I said if he had a if they had a bad year this year, yeah. I think the Bears are going to really like reevaluate everything. And which I I, I understand because Ryan Poles didn't draft him. Well, well, Stroud. I mean, you have Stroud. You got Bryce Young. Bryce Young. That's what I couldn't think of for some reason. Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Young's probably going to get number one. Yeah, that's what I couldn't think of. I kept saying Stroud, but I couldn't think of Bryce Young's name. So you get Bryce Young <laughs> or Will Levis. They said, but I don't think he'll go first. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be a top five. Panthers or Colts, unless the Colts do that deal. But there isn't well a, a top ten pick in this year's class for offensive lineman is Paris Johnson from Ohio State. So if you're looking at that, it's not bad. Yeah, you can get your tackle and you can get a quarterback. That's like, why, that's why I said, but who says no? It's crazy, dude. Like as you get older and you actually really like understand the game of football and you look at it from like an actual um, analysis standpoint, like you really start to really appreciate the offensive line. Like it's not a sexy pick. It's not like oh my god, we got uh, C.J. Stroud. Nah, we got Paris fucking. We got Paris Johnson. Who's going to take care of your fucking defensive end all day long? That's 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 <laughs> offensive tackles and and offensive lining in general are the key components to winning a Super Bowl. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. You're never going to win. Well, why did the Rams beat the Bengals last year? They dominated them at the line of they scrimmage. Dominated. They dominated the trenches. That's that's how you win. 
And the Eagles, that's why the Eagles lost because yeah. they weren't able to dominate the trenches. Yeah. And I believe it was due to, to a lot of factors. And I'm not, I don't make excuses, but the field was fucking awful. I don't even know how that happens. I mean, if you, you could watch our, you, if you watch the game again, which I did, it was on NFL Network, and you, I was paying attention to the defensive line. You could see our defensive line completely on the ground, slipping almost half, like 50% of the plays. It, it negates your pass rush. I just thought of this. Remember what Jimmy just commented and said running backs don't matter. What if the Eagles went and tried to get Tony Pollard? Oh, like a DeMarco Murray kind of deal? Yeah. I don't see that. I'm just saying. It could. It could. That would be crazy. That would be some shit. But I don't see that happening. I think the Cowboys Me neither. Him a priority but I'm just because, throwing. Because Zeke looks like it's either a pay cut or he's getting released. Yeah, I think I don't know if they're going to restructure him. To be honest, if they sign Pollard again, I think they will because you could still use him. I mean, he's he's still okay. He, I don't think he's totally washed. He's just not. He's not Zeke anymore. He's Ezekiel. Yeah, he's not Zeke. No, he's Ezekiel. Yeah, he's Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know how we just went on that big tangent, but that go back fine. to the Eagles real fast. Where do you think Patrick Mahomes rank all t- ranks all time? Because I've been seeing some crazy shit. Because I can start off like this. Is he better than Tom Brady? No. Is he better than Joe Montana? I'm just saying Joe Montana because I didn't see Joe Montana, but when you look at the Super Bowl numbers, yeah. no. Is he better than Peyton Manning? I don't believe so. I think he's better than Aaron Rodgers already. I think he's better than Brett Favre. Well, I don't know. I think he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say it. I think he's better than Brett Favre. I think he's better than Marino, even though I didn't see Marino, but, you know, got to win those big games. I think he's already better than Drew Brees. So... I think right now, looking at looking at it, I think Mahomes really is already a top ten quarterback, and it's tough to say that because well, it's not really. Do you think he's better than Drew Brees? Like, bro, I, I, and this is my beef with the whole thing because I saw this all all over social media. Mm-hmm. I, I found it very intriguing, but it's like, all right, the guy plays six years, right? Five years are starting. You're telling me this guy's five years completely negates drew Brees, 18 years of complete of complete masterful quarterback play i mean here's the thing i don't think drew Brees is a top five quarterback to begin with well that's that's a little bit different i know you do yeah but i'm just saying so for me i i don't think like after brady manning and montana who can you say is definitively better than him? Like, because like a lot of people like they like to hang on to these MVP awards and I get it. Like the MVP is cool and all, but like, it's also like, meh at this point. Well, I, I mean, mean, like Drew Brees never won an MVP. That's fucking ridiculous. I know that's crazy. That's, that. that's literally ridiculous. But like, you think when you look, he has two regular season MVPs and two Super Bowl wins, Montana, Steve Young, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Mahomes. Those are the only five quarterbacks that ever did it. He's only been playing for five years. Tom Brady played for 20. Manning played for 23. 23. Manning played for what? 18. Montana Young, something like that. So he's already accomplished what those legends did in only five years. I mean, like, here's the thing. I think it's disrespectful to Tom Brady when you start saying that, or and even Peyton Manning for that matter, and the older heads, they should feel the same way for Montana. Like I said, I I wasn't even born. But when you compare the start of his career, I understand why people are going there. And... It's crazy because when you when you compare him to Brady at age 27, I mean he's he's ahead of Brady in, in almost everything. 
I mean, he's tied with some things, but as far as the individuality, because here's the thing, when to, we all know this, when Tom Brady started, Tom Brady was like a mid-level game manager mm -hmm. and he just ballooned and blossomed into they got better their best ever but the problem is is patrick mahomes as soon as he started playing was already at the top of his game so i found this interesting mahomes is mvp season this year he had 5250 yards passing 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions yep drew Brees, who never won the mvp had a season where he threw for 5476 yards 46 touchdowns and 14 interceptions how many touchdowns? 46. Oh, uh, I thought you said 26. I'm like, that sounds low. 46 touchdowns. What year was that? 14 inters. This is 2011 Drew Brees. So that year, so 2011, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, right? Maybe. That was the year they went 15 and one. Yeah. I No, somewhere around there. But I think it was Aaron Rodgers, 2011 NFL MVP. So is the award strictly, what's the award based off of? <laughs> because if it you was. look at Drew Brees. It was Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees was, so, was wild, fam. Well, here's the thing. But what? next year, hold on. Next year, Drew Brees, 2012, 5,177 yards passing, 43 touchdowns, and 19 picks. The 19 picks were really high. I got it. But the man was balling, bro. Yeah. I, like, I still think it's wild that Drew Brees never won an MVP. Then the next year, he had 39 and 12 <laughs> with over 5,000 yards again in 2013. Like, dude, this guy has been consistent as hell and never won an MVP. Like, I, it's crazy. The stats are the same as Mahomes. Here's the problem. In those years, this is outside, again, outside of Russian. If you really want to count that, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a different era, and there are two different quarterbacks. Yeah, but I just like when I look at it, it's just like Mahomes came on so strong and so fast, and it feels like he was at his peak his first year starting. I mean, to lose Tyreek Hill and throw, he set the re the record. He beat Drew Brees. He threw for fifty six hundred yards. So it's just like with Mahomes. I mean, like there's just. There's no denying it, and I don't know how you even outside. It's just acceptance. Like Does he is the ball really that good. His way? It did this week. Sunday, Sunday reminded me that was a Tom Brady call. Like that would be the way that Tom Brady beat somebody in a Super Bowl, or he beat Manning when I was uh, in my Manning days. That play exactly was what I remembered. Something stupid like that, where it's just like that dude would get that call in that moment and the fumble. And the fumble. Yeah, stupid it, shit it, like it that. I didn't even think of hands. that. That's hilarious. Because you know. But sometimes those quarterbacks just get the bounce. And it seems like Mahomes is going to get that. And, like, we laughed. And when people say, like, oh, what does Mahomes – like, remember when you, me and you were talking, we weren't potting about it. But we were saying, like, what would Mahomes have to do to be in the conversation yeah. to beat Brady? And I said, the first thing he would have to do is because he's going to blow him out statistically. And it's just – it's a combination of things. Athletic and just the era now. Quarterbacks are protected. They throw the ball every every play. You know what I mean? Like he's he's going to have a six thousand yard passing season in the next few years. I mean, he already has. Well, he he already has twenty four thousand passing yards. So that's what I mean. It, he's going to blow him out on that. But I said he would need five rings to have the conversation. And at this point, I don't like if he has two Super Bowls, right? In his first five years, if somebody said his over and under right now, right at three. Or three and a half. You're not betting the under. And you had to place a large wager on it. Like, say you had to put your house on it. But check this out, though. If you would have said that about Aaron Rodgers, you would have been dead fucking wrong. Not me. I never liked Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, if you had his Super I agree. at over two and a half, you'd be like, oh, I'm taking the over. Right after 2010 when they won. Easy.
easy you're taking yeah. the over, bro. Yeah. So, well, well most say, people would. I was never a I was a Rogers hater, so I probably out of arrogance and my ego, I probably would have just said under. But I know, and that's a great point. I love that point, seriously, because nobody would have thought Aaron Rodgers would never even get to one, yeah. let alone, let alone win one. The league gets better as the yeah. years come. Now, here's the thing: like we say with Mahomes, it's going to be difficult because Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. It looks like all the premier quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But it's like the gap between him and the next best quarterback is after after um. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, you literally at that point could have, we're going to do a topic on this top five quarterbacks heading in the next season. Okay. But my point is after those two, you could argue any which way, Herbert, Lawrence, Allen, Hertz, Lamar, you could, you could just start falling after that. You're saying after the top two, after the top two, you could kind of put it any way you want. Why is Joe Burrow just a slam dunk ahead of Jalen Hurts? I just traditional. The fuck does that mean? He's a traditional quarterback. If I had to start a franchise right now, I would start a franchise with Joe Burrow over. Joe I got Harris. you. Okay. The only two quarterbacks in the game. Why? I think he's more. I well, actually, I can't say more poised. I think Jalen Hurts is more poised. You but appreciate the pocket pass. I mean, it's a he's a pocket passer. Jalen Hurts could do it all. Though. Yeah, he could pass, bro. Joe Burrow to me, Joe Burrow just has the it. And it's just, there's something about, I said, he's my favorite player in the but league. I think Jalen Hurts has the it. Too. I do too. But if you because were to respond like that, 35, 27 to respond like that and score a touchdown and then get the two point conversion on your back. Yeah. To put the team to tie the game in the Super Bowl, That's got to mean something. Man. Let me tell you why. And it, it kind of, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts had two because Hurts played better than them, than, than Burrow did in the Super Bowl. Hertz also has the best offensive line in the game and two top 10 wide receivers and, a, and an elite tight end. But he's utilized them well. It's I understand like that. If he was playing poorly, I then understand you can that. trash him for it. But he's playing really well. You can't you can't really negate that. I know that. But I'm telling you that that's the way I'm viewing it. Like, I don't know if Jalen Hurts would have went to Cincinnati and been able to do that behind the offensive line. I think Patrick Mahomes can, and we know Joe Burrow can. So I'm just being objective I'm being objective towards Hurts. Well, if he had a poor offensive line, I would want a running quarterback because then he can escape the pocket. That didn't do Justin Fields very well. Well, I know, but at least he had T. Higgins and he had Jamar Chase. I'm with you. I'm with guys. you. I, I think Jalen Hurts would be really successful. I think so. if you had to ask me, and I'll just reveal it, Jalen Hurts to me is the third best quarterback in the NFL heading in the next year. Wow, we have to do a topic on that. We are. We're going to do it on Tuesday. That is interesting because you know I love, I love Josh Allen, yeah. but I have a lot to think about. Yeah, because uh, that Super Bowl performance really impressed me. It was amazing. I, I that, me too, because we were talking Regardless about it. Regardless of the loss, that sucks. That stings. It hurts the the game itself. But like, I that game when I watched it, I was like, wow, this guy's he's him. He's a fucking beast. He's got everything straight up. He he's 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 our quarterback. Yeah. Period. End of story. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's our yeah. quarterback. And it sucks because I love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is probably my he's second awesome. second favorite quarter player in the NFL. Because mm -hmm. I'm just a really big Joe Burrow fan. Like, I love Joe Burrow. Yeah. And so, to me, I would have those two. But then after that, like I said, and I think Jalen Hurts has earned the three going in the next year. But it's just, when I see them, man, I'm just like, like Joe Burrow just has, like, I'm never worried. I'm never worried. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts comes out and does that next year, maybe Joe he'll be there too. But I don't think Joe Burrow is going anywhere either. You think Jalen Hurts makes another step? Like, what are you looking for to Jalen Hurts in the in the offseason to get better at? Still the passing. I still want him to improve as a passer. And I think he improved 
beyond anyone's expectations. It's just I still want to see that. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, what the improvements that you're talking about? Like, just accuracy, pinpoint, decision making. Like, those are just things that you just continuously improve. You're talking on. about like timing of the throws and just being on the same page with your receivers, like doing like the quick, the quick out routes and. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of hard when you watch this season back. It's kind of hard. Jalen Hurts awesome. wasn't an issue. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't but even like, know here's the thing. Work on. When you, you, you always have to get better. Of course, so, but, but I, I can't. I can't really. There's not one glaring thing anymore. And he doesn't make bad decisions. That's, and that's what I'm talking about. So for me, I would just say keep working on his accuracy, yeah, timing accuracy of his throws. I would say, yeah, just get more pinpoint. But he was accurate as shit all amazing. year. So that's I'm a big. That's where fan. I am. So am I. I think he's awesome. Yeah. And his he has the intangibles. Mm -hmm. He has all the shit you can't teach. Similar to Mahomes and similar to Burrow. Um, but yeah, with going back to Mahomes, I just the gap between for me, him and the next best quarterback is huge. And then after that, when you rank them all time, it's an interesting conversation because it's like when you start saying that he's already top five or he's approaching that, it's like when you really look at it, it's like I not to be a prisoner of the moment, but his first five years are the most impressive five years. In the, in the history, in history. It, they really are. I mean, it, it's two rings, two Pro Bowls. I, I'm sorry, two rings, five Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, two MVPs, 192 touchdowns, one offensive player of the year, two first team all pros, 24,000 yards and 49 interceptions. You know what I'd rather have? Three Super Bowl rings. In five years. Yeah. That's what I'd rather have. Maybe. A, a Super Bowl ring. What? I would trade a Super Bowl ring for all the accolades. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people would. I'm just saying that in response to that, I'm just saying like with him, it's it's crazy to think about. I know. It's really crazy to think about that if he retired now, he's a Hall of Famer and he's already approaching top five. He isn't without, if he retired today, he's a top 10 quarterback ever. Wow. How isn't he? How isn't he? That is really tough, man. It, it, because it's so early. It's just he hit his peak. I know. I his just, first year. It's crazy. I just, I, I just find it disrespectful for the guys that has played. I know. And, you know, they played for years. They they played in a different era, too, man. It's they a lot different. They didn't have Andy Reid. They didn't have those guys. You well, know? here's the thing. Andy Reid never won until he got Patrick Mahomes. I know. So, Andy well, Reid, I mean, he's got to get credit. Andy Reid won, but he never won the big one. I got it. Now, I he squeezed it. all the juice out of Donovan McNabb. That's, yeah. that, I mean, that's a, that that's was a fact. Ceiling. But that was Donovan ceiling. He got to the Super Bowl. He just couldn't make like that play yeah. to help his coach. That's like a Jimmy G kind of thing. His coach, yeah. hit Andy Reid, helped McNabb. McNabb couldn't get make that one I play to help McNabb Andy helped, helped Andy Reid too. Ma though. I said uh, McNabb was very Absolutely. underrated. McNabb yeah. was a great quarterback. He's yeah. he's he's a great he's a great he was a great quarterback. He dominated the 2000s. He was a good quarterback. He was dominant in the 2000s. Yeah. So. But I'm just saying, Andy Reid never won with him. And then he got Mahomes, and now he's got two Super Bowls in five years. You know how I feel about Andy Reid. I think he's awesome. Andy. So do I. I think he's top he, three. He's a top five ever. And we're going to do that. That uh, We're going to do that topic too. So we can yeah. actually like read into it and see yeah, what we yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. But all right, let's do some more uh, right. regular NFL. All talk. right, all right, all right, all right. Wrap up with Super Bowl, man. Uh, Jonathan Gannon was hired by the Cardinals. I think that's embarrassing. How do you hire? How do you hire a coach as a head coach after seeing that second half performance? Was Kyler involved in this? Because I, apparently he was supposed to be uh, have a say. I I I, I kind of find it hard to believe that Kyler Murray would want to have a defensive uh, coordinator as a as a as a head coach. There's no way. If you're Kyler I, Murray, I how do you not want the enemy? 
Or is the Cardinals looking to move on? That's interesting. But no, they can't be because of his contract and he's hurt. Well, the contract, somebody could take it on. Hmm. Right? You what need if, a lot of money. What if the Colts want him? I don't think Sykin would want to do that because you're not getting him until they said roughly because he's going to start the year on the pup list. So the first, he's not coming back till mid-October at the earliest. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't see the Gannon and Kyler relationship. I don't, I don't get see it. that. I don't. I. I just. To me, they're two different personalities. I, I. I don't know. I just. I don't love it. Honestly, I don't love it. I mean, I know the Cardinals need defense. I know. I get it. But at the same time, when Gannon has faced, when his defenses have faced elite quarterbacks, they have gotten shredded, smacked. Yeah, shredded by Dak. Shredded. They and yeah. Dak's good. I'm not saying that. I, 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 I'm not saying the Eagles defense is terrible. I, I'm not. It, but he, he he certainly didn't put them in the best position to be successful against elite quarterbacks. I don't yeah. know the stats, but I, every game that I saw against elite, elite quarterbacks, they have gotten shredded completely. And uh, I don't know. You know, I, I just don't love this hire. I, I don't. I'm confused by it, to I, be honest. I, yeah, it almost seems like premature or they were. I mean, were the, were the Cardinals in on them all the way? Because they said they were going to announce a, uh, a head coach after the Super Bowl. Maybe they were waiting for Gannon to be done with the Super Bowl and he wasn't taking any interviews because he wanted to focus on the big game or, you know, because that does happen. Yeah, no, Some I know. It was just so fast. Yeah. Some coaches say, fuck that. I want to focus on the big game and then I'll, I'll get back to you after the bowl. You know what I mean? And that's respectful. Well, they're that's saying fine. the NFL now might ban all that until after the Super Bowl. They should. Which I love because I would be pissed off too if my if my offensive coordinator is getting ready for the Super Bowl and he's interviewing with the Colts. Yep, they should. Get rid so, of them. on the subject of Don't that, worry, Shane, me neither. I think it was a terrible hire. Horrible. It's not going to work. Yeah. He'll be there no longer than two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Steichen and hired by the Colts, I think it's a slam dunk. Me too. He's awesome. Did you see his presser? No. It was I did amazing. Not. He, he he like named all the Eagles. Oh like, yeah, he just shouted them out one by one. That was cool, man. That shows that like yo, he could be involved in players' lives. Personal connection. Personal connection. And he learned that from Nick Sirianni because yeah. Nick Sirianni said he talks to Hertz and all that stuff. Yep. So again, that's just I learning. It. I think from... it's a slam dunk by the Colts. They finally did something right. And they just need a quarterback. And I was, I was getting worried about them because they there was a lot of reports saying that Jeff Saturday was the kind of the front runner, and I was like, what? Yeah. I hate the Colts. I wish they would have hired him because yeah. I can't stand Jim Ursay. Yeah. And I just want to watch that team suffer. You think they'll turn it around with him? I, I mean, if Ursay stays out of it and lays off the cocaine, yeah. Well, they need a quarterback. I mean, yeah. what, what did, like, where do they go? I, I, do you think they go for a veteran or do you think they're going for a, a rookie quarterback? Because honestly, I, I honestly think they should go for a rookie quarterback. Nick, honestly, I. Up until today, I didn't really know. I thought they were going to draft one. But after mentioning that Justin Fields stuff, I just thought of that right off the top. I'm I mean, actually really sense. intrigued like by that. I like it. I like it. I'm intrigued by that bigly. Hmm. Um, <laughs> where, do, what, where do the Colts draft? Sixth, I think. They're sixth? I think. That's right. You did say that earlier. I got to pay attention a little bit better. Well, what's known doesn't need to be said. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Be wild disrespectful for that. Um, six, yeah, they get a quarterback at six. Absolutely. Uh, probably Will Levis. Or they'll, they'll have to move up a couple spots. Yeah, because Carolina is in front of them. Carolina is at five. I think Carolina is going to get Derek Carr. I know. You said that. But I'm just saying, if oh, they, wait, in the event that they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a topic. My bad. Um, Tyreek Hill goes on Twitter, says Mahomes and Kelsey are the greatest duo ever. 
I laugh at this. Why? Because they're just not. Who is? The greatest duo ever? I mean, look, it's easy to say Montana and Jerry Rice. But I would say the best duo I've ever seen, I would have to say Manning and Harrison. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting somebody else. Who? I was going to say Brady and Gronk. Well, I thought I was going to say that, too. Yeah. I would say Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. I thought he was saying that, Phil. I, I thought in my he, head, I was like, oh, he, I knew exactly where he's going. This. And I like, well, I think they're better. Yeah, I, I, like I think even I had that in my head. I think Brady and Gronk are better, too, if we're talking that. I think Brady and Gronk are better. And I think if you line up on a field, are you more scared of Mahomes and Kelsey or are you more scared of Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning? The funny thing is, is that <laughs> Brady's head coach has always been a defensive coordinator, right? Never had an offensive mind. Never. He was the entire offense. Who? Brady. He, uh, got, yeah. he got Bill O'Brien these jobs. And Bill O'Brien did pretty well with the, with the uh, Texans. I'm actually I'll be a, honest with that. I'm a fan of Bill O'Brien, the O'Brien, the, the coach. The coach, not, not the GM. Not the GM. I agree. Yes. He, he was really he was really good in, in Houston. I would say so. He went to the playoffs. They had they had really good defenses. They had JJ Watt in his prime. I don't know. Everybody uh, loved Brian Cushion, all of them guys. Everybody loved Deshaun Watson. Who was his coach? Uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. I don't know. I like Bill O'Brien. Yeah, personal. But anyway, but yeah, he had Josh McDaniels. You see how he's unfolding. But like, he's never. He if he if Brady had an, a, a read or something, like the stats would be there and it would be glaring. I get it. But Brady and Gronk, they had a special connection where they worked on it day in and day out. They worked it on the craft. They had like secret hand signals. They just knew where he like Brady knew where he was going to be. Where would he go every third and five? And and the ability to take those shots in the middle of the field, like he was taking a beating, bro. Gronk, he would. He, That's would why he was breaking shots. his neck, his he back, was, everything. His ribs. A, he was playing with a brace on on, yeah. on his arm. He became that became like part of his uniform. Robo man. Yeah, and you know, so he's taking some shots. But man, there was nobody more dominant than Rob Gronkowski and and Tom Brady. I mean, those that was the best duo I've seen. For real, in my opinion. I think so. They were just they were dominant. They were man. lethal. They didn't have a wide receiver that 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 you know that threatened you. They just had Gronk. You knew Gronk was going to get the ball. You knew he was going to get the ball. And he would still dominate. It didn't matter. It did not matter. His size, his the, the you know, his 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 physicality against the defense was a mismatch every time. He was he was a nightmare. Yeah. I, I I would say Brady and Gronk. And I like I said, I think that they they are better too. I'll reiterate that. It's just for me, I just, Manning and Harrison, man. They were my favorite growing up. I have both of their jerseys. I'm saving them for Jay. Well, Gronk has what four Super Bowls? Yeah. I'm sorry, he's got uh he's got four, no five. Four. Uh, yeah, he, he won, won three he won with Tom Brady and New England. Yeah, he won he won yeah, four. And he won one with the Bucks. And he won one with the Bucks. Four. He has four Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So him and Brady won four Super Bowls together. I mean, not for nothing though. Like from, since from 2000, I think it was 2010 or 2000 when the Gronk came in in 2010. I think it was. Yeah, somewhere around there, 10 or 11. But Nick, how did like people that are older than us, right? I, I mean, like you know, in their 40s or something like that. How do you go okay. against Joe Montana and Jerry Rice? That's true. Like Jerry Rice's stats are ridiculous. They're they're insane. They're never going to be. And here's the both. thing. I say it all the time. To me, I think that, like, you, who's your who's your favorite and who you think is the best wide receiver? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. I've, I've said T.O. But when you look at it, and it's like, all right, we didn't get to see Jerry Rice, so this is who our best is. Yeah. But when you look at Jerry Rice's stats, they're in there it's in not there. even – you can't even argue. It's like a Wayne Gretzky stat. 
Yes, or a Wilt Chamberlain stat. Like, yeah. there's just things in there where you're like, damn, like, there's no... I mean, Jerry Rice had, what, 20,000, 21,000 receiving yards? Yeah. That's and the they're throwing more now than they were in the 80s. And that's not even going to be caught. No, no. It's it's just... I, I don't see how. 21,000 yards. If you put up 2,000 yards a season for 10 years straight... You don't have enough. You don't even have enough. <laughs> and, you know, wide receivers... I, I don't believe they last as long anymore. No, they don't. Because now you got the young kids in the draft. You know they're looking to be replaced. The veterans come in, or they're just more of like a filler guy. They're the, the veteran presence. They're going to coach up the young kids that are actually going to be playing a lot more. Um, you know the you know the, 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 the rookies, the second year players, they get coached up by the uh, by the veterans. But they usually are the you know are the fourth wide receiver on the depth chart at that point. You so. know who's somebody that I actually think may have been able to have a chance. Well, a few people, well, maybe a few, but like AB, if he didn't lose his head, AB could have challenged it because AB was a monster. And you know who else, dude? DeAndre Hopkins. He just always had a butt quarterback. Deon ah, man, dude, I, I, I just. D Hop is hard to judge, dude. D Hop is amazing. He is. It's just he, oh, Tom Savage and Brock Osweiler, and he was oh, Matt Schaub, and he always had. 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. On the subject of that, where do you think he's going to go? Hopkins. Because I, there's a lot of trade rumors, you know, swirling around his name. And I, I think he's going to go somewhere. Um, Probably before the draft. <sighs> Definitely before the draft. Before the draft. If I had to guess, my number one, yeah. Patriots. Wow. That's what I was thinking, too, actually. Yeah. Because That's I think they have Bill O'Brien back. Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones is a franchise quarterback. I think he was dealt a bad hand this year. I don't think Mac Jones is anything spectacular. I think he, I think he's an average skill set with, and I think he has a good head on his shoulders. I think he can make all the throws. Um, I just think he needs a big wide receiver, a big time wide receiver to help get the best out of him. I don't think he could, he's never going to produce with Nelson Aguilar's and Jacoby Myers. I have a team in mind. I, I I like the Patriots move. I like the Ravens. Here's I have a team in my mind. And this is all predicated on the quarterback, too. The Jets. The Jets can get DeAndre Hopkins, pair him with Garrett Wilson, right? Yeah. Go get a tight end and go get the quarterback. If they can get an Aaron Rodgers and a D hop along with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, they're cooking something, bro. They'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be good. I yeah. can see. I can say that. I think the Jets could be a team that's going to be. I don't know if they'll have the money though. If they bring Rodgers, well, yeah, why not? Because he's fifty-five million or fifty million. Fifty million. <laughs> fifty million. Fifty million. Dude, they didn't even make the playoffs, and he's going in the solitary confinement voluntarily. Yeah, amazing. Yep, I like it. I I think I like the Jets. <laughs> That's an interesting one. The Jets did ask a Packer, the, the, uh, the Packers, if Rodgers is available. Yeah. So I was just gonna say that's a perfect transition so to that part. I, I do I do like it. I love it. I think it's a slam dunk. I think they have to get it done. I think Rodgers in New York is kind of like a weird mixture, based I, on personalities. But I kind of think it's gonna weirdly work out because he, he legitimately doesn't give a fuck. Uh, wow. I was just gonna tell you. You know why everybody seems to be worried about his personality in the New York media? I don't. I think he has the perfect personality because yeah. he truly doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. Yeah. He says what he feels. He says what he believes. And I, when you are confident in yourself like that, and you are able to be honest, and you just say what you feel, I, I think it it negates that backlash. Does it hard? 
does it, does that aspect of him hurt his um stature or i want to say um the ability to sell him is he marketable based on that because Here's, if a lot of people don't believe in his views yes he is then is he still marketable because a lot of people could hate what he says yeah, too it works because he does say some controversial shit politically too that you know in a city like new york may not agree with what he's saying is he going to be marketable for them it's a great I, point I, I i think he would be because it's aaron Rodgers. i think it's 50 50 or 60 40. But you, you you could you're teetering the line a little bit though well, some comments could rub people the yeah. wrong way and you lose fans that way i'm just saying it's a new york is one of those cities that you got to keep an eye out for yeah <laughs> i i agree with you and i think you it's a, I mean? that's a great point but here's the thing it's like 50 50 for me because um Aaron Rodgers says how he feels, but the problem is, is that will he be marketable? 50% yes, because he's Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is he's a great, he's he's a good quarterback. And you're gonna be in contention and you can win football games with him. The other 50% on why he won't be marketable and he will have trouble in New York is because when he gets up on the mic and he doesn't conform and say what everybody wants him to say. That's the that's where the issue lies. And we the world we live in now, everything is under a microscope. There's always an underlying meaning. Yep. If you say you like apples, it means you don't like oranges and lemons. If you say, you know, if if you know, if you say you're a, a straight Christian male, LGBTQ doesn't like you, and and you know, you're you we you get hated by that. Yeah. And that that will be tough for him. Yeah. Because again, he doesn't yeah. line up, and New York's a liberal area. Yeah. So when he goes on there and he's talking about take, that he's been inoculated, that's kind of how was. I was trying to portray it, but yeah. I don't want to say the word. I'm saying I don't liberal. give a fuck. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. I'm on I, here. But I, that, okay, but okay, okay. But here's the problem, and I'm not saying that to be, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm calling it for exactly what it will be. If he goes on there and he says, you know, I'm not a vaccine guy. I don't believe in it. They're going to crucify him. Now, mm -hmm. hopefully that's just a thing of the past. I mean, it should be now, but they will crucify him. Yep. And it's like, it's difficult because you have to be able to be yourself. You have to, I, that's why as much as like I used to get on Aaron Rodgers, I feel more relatable to him because I'm like, damn, like I just like somebody that goes up there and it's just him. But would it work out when you know people in the city that you're playing for do not like you or your views? If he's winning, Aaron Rodgers, it would matter because I think Aaron Rodgers is all about being happy. Yes. Happy. And that's a toxic environment when you got fans that don't that don't really agree with what you're saying and they're going to resent you for it. And then now you're on the front pages of the fucking the daily news and you're all over the city in a bad way yeah that would rub and, and then he's going and then he has an interview with pat mcafee and then he's like oh i don't care what the fucking tabloids gotta say about me i don't give a fuck about what these people gotta say i'm here to win football games i i mean i i respect it but in 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 and fans like that in new york it ain't gonna it ain't gonna gel well and and, and i i don't know if it will if it will work out i, I think I it will honest. if he's winning that's the only way. That's he's, the only way. And he's five and five through the if first he says ten. Stupid shit. Yeah. And 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 you know what I mean. And then, then you start to you know you start controversy. Then you got you got you got a different story now. He also bro. is slick. He knows how to say what he feels oh, yeah. and get around. Well, of so. course, we knew that when yeah. when 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 they were asked if he was vaccinated. <laughs> he's been inoculated. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever term. Inundated or whatever. I can't think of the word. Immunized. Yeah. Inoculated. <laughs> I don't know why he's saying that. Yes, I have been immunized. <laughs> 
I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, all right, Derek Carr was released. Where do you think he lands? Uh, well, I, I kind of said it earlier on the show, but I think he's going to the Panthers. I think he's going there with uh, with uh, Frank Reich. I think it's going to be a really fantastic um, fit for him because they had DJ Moore. I think the their their commitments to run the football can help him be successful. I really I like I like Carolina. I think Carolina's good fit. You swayed me because initially I said Tennessee, but Carolina does make the most sense. And here's the thing: um, Reich got a lot out of. Phil Rivers, mm-hmm. and he got some out of Carson. What, whatever was left of Wentz, because yep. that that year with Reich, that was Wentz's last good year. And division's wide open. He would be the best quarterback in the division, no matter what. Right now, yep. Even if Jimmy G goes there, he's better than Jimmy G. But Jimmy G's more accomplished. But from an overall talent perspective, Derek Carr is better. I agree. I totally agree. With but you. I'm just saying. Derek, Jimmy G has accomplished more, but Derek Carr is has more ability than Jimmy G. And I think he would do really well because they have a good run game. They have DJ Moore. They have good defense. You think Carr is overrated? Overrated? No, I think he's properly rated. Do you think like a team acquiring him is a franchise-changing move? No, but it makes them better. In a weak division where Derek Carr would step in and instantly be the best quarterback in the division, no debate, yes, he helps the Panthers because the Panthers will win that division. So outside the Panthers, because you agree with me, right? Where what, what what other team could you see? Would the Jets be interested? The Jets. Yeah, because he, unlike Aaron Rodgers, says all the right things. What about the Colts? I don't think he'd be... They would be I, no, because I think they still have a lot more to do. Interesting. I think the Colts have a lot more to do. I think he would do well in Washington. Washington's, I think, a quarterback away from being a legitimately good team. Hmm. Wow. They, I mean, they were trashing cards. What too. about the Saints? I think he would be good with the Saints. Yeah. I think he'd be really good with the Saints. And I think Michael Thomas would love to play football again because he would have a competent quarterback. They, the rumors came out regarding the Raiders believing Carr was not tough enough. Yeah, they, they said that before. I don't understand that. Carr wasn't tough enough to hang in the pocket or play well in cold weather. Yeah, well, then and New York's not the spot. Missed some throws this season. All right, well, I mean, I mean that he happened. didn't miss he didn't miss throws uh, two years ago. He was perfectly fine in turmoil. I just think Josh McDaniels is a bad head coach, and it's easy to blame Derek Carr. But we'll see this year when Josh McDaniels blows again. And as for the Raiders, they didn't let Carr operate as freely at the line of scrimmage as he had under John Gruden and Rich Bisaccia. Yep, should never got rich uh, got rid of Rich Bisaccia either. So you um, think it's Josh McDaniels' fault? Absolutely. I've been on record saying that. He stinks, cuz. He stinks. I don't know. Josh Jacobs had a really good year on them. And Devontae Adams balled out, too. They won four games. I know. But the the players were successful. It wasn't like they... It, their, their defense was really bad, too. Though. I know that. Derek Carr has never had a defense ranked higher than 20. That's what I mean. Their That's defense insane. Really bad. That's why they won four games. Yeah. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here, Juju and AJ Brown's Twitter beef. I love it. Juju was corny for that. He's so fucking and whack. He's t- so and fucking AJ whack, Brown bro. hit the nail on the head. You're not like that. You never, I never have a problem. I never have a problem with people talking shit. But if you're gonna talk shit, you have to be that dude. Juju Smith Schuster reminds me of the of Eli Apple on the offensive end. A mid-level guy that pops off like he's a star. 
Well, he, I mean, look, you got to th- think about this way. He just won the Super Bowl. He thinks he's on top of the world. He's He doesn't care. I actually know it's crazy. I think he posted that, meaning it to be harmless. It was just, it was like, I think he thought it was going to come off as funny, but like, you don't do that, especially after he takes the high road. Right. I thought it was really corny. I, I When I saw it, I was like, wow, I was shocked about it. And then he kind of like, he kind of yeah. like doubled down and, uh, and, and said, "Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you you finally got that off their chest after all these years." Played victim. Yeah, like that's corny, bro. Yeah, he that's re- he he, he kind of like backtracked a little bit. It was kind of like pussying out. But like I, I thought it was real corny. Shout out to AJ Brown. That's that's the proper response. He really did, man. That's that's a true leader right there. Darius Slate commented on it. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, it's he had six more six times more TikToks than touchdowns. That was really whack, bro. I I can't believe like he, that was posted. Nice. I mean, and Bradbury is so innocent. He did, he, you know what I mean? Like, and we, we talk about this mental health shit, and you're gonna trash this dude. We talk about mental health and protect your brothers, and you know if somebody fails, you pick them back up, you pat them on the back, and say, hey man, you know tomorrow's a new day, you get better at it, blah blah blah. You know God, you know God has a plan for you, and then you're gonna shit on your brother like that. You want to shit on him? Supposed to be a uh, a fraternity. Yeah. What happened? What happened to the mental health? You don't think that guy's hurting after he just made that play? You don't think he's bothered by it? You don't think he 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 he's he slept well? You think he slept well? Like, come on, man. Like, think about that. You just you're hurting somebody else intentionally. Yeah. Corny shit, bro. That's corny shit. So I don't believe in none of that shit. I'm with you. Anytime they promote all that bullshit, I don't even pay attention to it. Talk to him, theories. I don't. All right, guys, that concludes episode 144. I'm passing it off to Nick. See you Tuesday. It's all a facade, everybody. (laughs) Don't listen to the optics. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our socials as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PNI, baby.